beam me up to planet bitch, Scotty. Scotty, you there? Press the bitch button and beam me up. Okay, let's get started. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors. We're fundamentally designed to be even worser. I'm Ryan LaSala. And I'm Clarabelle A. Ortega. And we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Before we get started on today's very weird and uncomfortable chapter, um, if you please follow us on social media. All of our links are in the show notes um and especially please join our discord we're always in there chatting with the other hot queens aka the bad author book club listeners we'd love to see you there um and make sure that you also please 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 leave us a review especially on itunes if you are enjoying the podcast because it can really help other hot queens find us and that's what we want we're we have to populate planet bitch oh yes (laughs) yes population planet bitch initiative oh my gosh People with heterochromia to the front of the line. Oh, my God. They are the presidents. <laughs> Joint we presidents. Need a, we need a Congress. <laughs> Supreme Court of Planet Bitch. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Let's go. Today's chapter is chapter 20. Livia. What is going on with the second... The POV... In the first line. I I don't... Oh, I didn't even notice this. You're so it right. Says, okay, so it's, it says Olivia, and then it says, for the first second, you fall gently. Why are you talking to me? Don't talk to... Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't... don't look, I'm going to sue them retroactively because I wrote a book in dual POV, and one of the POVs is second. Babe, so, as if I didn't just put out a second POV in Beholder... Um, it doesn't matter because I was thinking about it before you were. Oh my god! <gasps> Did you see? Have you been like giggling? Yes, that's along? what. That, Is that what we, you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, oh my god! So sorry, Olivia. <laughs> we have in to. A moment. We have to. Yeah, we, have we have to, to talk, talk about, about this. this. So, the current tea on publishing. <laughs> we should do I, a tea roundup because it's been so much lately. <laughs> There's been so much like funny, stupid drama. The oh god, the copyright thing. So, an author. <laughs> Let's put that in quotes. An author, right. Yeah, she she found, like, another person's, like, mood board and was like, let (laughs) me guess, your character uses sun powers? Because, of course, the images show, like, a character using, Using like... Using sun powers. Sun powers. Solar powers. And the person's like, haha, yeah, you could say that. And the author's like, check your DMs. Like, I'll see you in court. It was giving... (laughs) It was giving what are your pronouns before you, like drag someone using the correct pronouns. <laughs> yeah. So just want to be sure. And then she made a call out post, which is when this all blew up being like, I have tried to contact this author to no avail. She has not responded. So I'm Mm-mm. getting my attorneys involved. And she submits as proof, like, first of all, a screenshot that I just described of that like brief conversation and then text from her book. And her claim is that she was the first one to 
design a character that has solar powers that can control the sun and the text for this is first of all horrifically bad writing i would be so embarrassed to have posted this you you couldn't squeeze this out of me couldn't if i was waterboard it out of me tooth of, if i was a tube of toothpaste like it's not so, a tube of toothpaste. my god no i would be i would i would nail my mouth shut beetlejuice style and the text is like I have power and the other person's like, yeah, you, you're a solar girl. And the, the character's like, so what's my power? And the person's like, you can control the sun. Like, that's what they've submitted as proof. Mm-mm. It's this, like, strange. It is so bad. It is so bad. And then, I don't know if you saw, I, I don't know when this was, but she also mm. posted, like, a Discord conversation, which, t- triggering. With, yes. um, but a Discord conversation between her and her brother describing how much this person has plagiarized her book how she would be able to like no like she hasn't read the other author's book very clearly hasn't read it this is all based off of like a pitch on twitter and a mood board like a pinterest sort of Mm -hmm. like aesthetic for the book right and she's like yeah in the in the description like everyone in her like town or her city or whatever has powers like except for her like a very generic sort of like chosen one trope um which you know those are the tropes that we build books on like they are like building blocks that everybody can use and then Mm -hmm. you make it unique by like putting twists on it right but this person looked at the building blocks and said oh no i invented that i invented the chosen one i invented the sun what the fuck is wrong with you that like I don't think there is a thing in our reality that has more mythology attached to it than the sun. Maybe she lives uh, maybe oh you think she lives under a rock like Patrick Starr? No, maybe she lives in the what what's it called in this book? I forgot. The scuttlebutt? The the, scuttlebutt. the do you, <laughs> Shut Is that up. from the Little Mermaid? No. Does she live in like the deep down the, deep or the, whatever the, it's called? Oh, sorry, yeah. Like, like, not the scuttlebutt, but the citizens of the deep down deep we ride i mean i feel like that's a better name than whatever they called it but the oh rock bottom rock bottom maybe she's from rock bottom and we're being rock bottom ist by not realizing she's never seen the sun you know clarabelle something i've i just this is an intervention i'm calling you in oh my god some people don't have drills I famously have so many drills in my house, so uh, I'm looking at them. I'm looking at them. <laughs> They're behind you. They're stacked up. I I mean, okay, the sun, extremely mythologized and by hot. It, <laughs> famously so hot as well too. But like, I did okay. I currently have a tweet that's going viral about this as well too. So I'm not. I'm going to recite it to you. It's so funny. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't like. I didn't like I whenever something like this happens like it's fun to joke around with it but I didn't expect this to like become a whole thing but it really has I think because there's so much joy in just focusing on something so like superfluous and it's so funny but I was like girl as if like you're the only one to have looked up and noticed the giant ball of seething fire above all of us and you're attributing power to it like solar power is a like first of all it's a lord album <laughs> like the, like <laughs> Come First on. of all, yeah. have we thought There's about Lord Stella from the Wings Club? And then this author then goes on to be like, "Here's my original pitch, like for it." And the pitch is a ripoff of Superman. Literally, has their main character Nova discovering that she can 
run faster than a bullet train. This is something used um, in like the original Superman like pitch, like faster than like a speeding train. Mm-hmm. That she gets thrown off the Empire State Building and discovers she can fly. Famously, Superman can jump over the Empire State Building. Like that's like that was part of like the original Superman as well too, right? Like these are things that are pulled out of our lexicon of how to describe like superheroes and then the solar power thing superman also gets his powers from the sun right like it is so crazy to me that on top of all of this she's cherry picking things out of like other sort of like superhero lore for her own characters and then and then as if all of this isn't enough her entire profile and books and all the covers are choked full of ai art Stolen images. Yes. There are even images on her site that are fully stolen from deviant art without credit. Like, like not AI art, like art art that someone actually made, took time time to make. She's taken for for herself. So how ironic. The, I mean, we know this. We know this too. Cause if you don't have a drop of fucking creativity, you've got to resort to all of these like little shortcuts yeah. in order to like tell yourself that you're doing something creative and this is where you end up. And at least then have some perspective not to go after people. She doesn't even have that. She's still going after, a, first of all, a black author who's actually mm. like we're, writing. We're, yes. And yeah. we're going to talk like, about that too. That's kind of like, that was crazy. She, for some reason, had to point out that the the original author, which I think we should look up her name and tell everybody to like go add. Like, I'll go I'll go check it out. You explain yeah. it. I'll go find it. So basically, she, in, in one of her like rants, was like, she's actually from nigeria and she just moved to the uk Mm. like just out of nowhere just like dropped that in there had nothing to do with anything else and everybody was like what did nigeria do like why bring nigeria into this so Mm. we were like hmm it's it's smelling like racism i don't well she said she said well she was always going to have a book deal Basically, I I mean, the way that I read that is that Mm. she said, well, she's from Nigeria and she moved to the UK. So she was always bound to, you know, because publishing now has prioritized. Okay, so that's even worse. Okay, so she's definitely 100% racist. And then in this conversation she had with her brother on Discord, Mm. she goes, first of all, my character is black and so is hers. (laughs) She is a black woman and she is writing a black character because she is writing you know, about someone who is like herself. Yeah. You cannot (laughs) say she's plagiarizing because of that. Like, oh my God, get it together. No child left behind. All the children left behind. Like what happened? Seriously. Yeah. Lauren is the white woman in this scenario. Um, The author, by the way, is ex-cop also. Ex-cop Trump supporter, Islamophobe. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, um, the the actual person who is I wouldn't even call them the like the I mean they are technically the victim of this but they have they have stood to benefit greatly Good. so I'm really hoping that they're getting a lot of attention they actually just announced that they have um, an agent looking at their pin tweet oh that was actually back in June but anyhow yeah but they just did, did say an announcement was coming and I am yes. gonna be so excited I'm excited about if it if she yeah. has a book deal because I actually hadn't seen this book before ironically the way Mm. i found out about this author in this book even though she followed me on some social media is because of this whole thing and it's Mm -hmm. like good i found somebody exactly that's what i'm saying i'm like i'm like i'm sorry that she to go through the shittiness of this and that she probably is continuing to get like harassment from this person but what a great thing that people are rallying around her but her name if you if y'all want to go check her out uh her username is 
at just Marv writes. Marv is spelled M-A-R-V-E. If you search Marv with an E on uh, Twitter, you'll she'll she'll come up. But um, but <laughs> she's like actually from. I think she's from. I want to say it was like Nigeria or something like that, right? Well, um, according to Lauren, she was from Nigeria and moved to the UK, but I don't okay, know. So how. we actually don't know. Yeah, yeah we yeah. don't know how true that is. I don't trust that woman, but um, I just really hope that she's not actually suing her and making Marv have to like deal with any legal fees or anything like that because that would be so ridiculous and it's just so wild like racism really does rot your brain like it really does rot your brain and it makes me really sad that like all these we've seen over the past few weeks all these like black authors all these authors of color specifically have to suffer at the hands of like these indignant white women who like cannot believe that someone is becoming more um, popular or successful than they are Mm -hmm. and they think that like they should just be handed things and like it's a skill issue because you should have everything easier that means you're so bad that with yeah. every benefit given to you you still can't hack it and that is so Hell embarrassing though. so embarrassing. embarrassing oh my god yes yeah it is wild to me uh but we should probably for for those in our listenership that are kind of wondering about like what the actual rules around like theft and stealing and plagiarism are i want to be so clear about this you cannot copyright a general idea no. you can't mm-hmm. even copyright a title so mm-hmm. like you like you you out there you could publish beholder right like the name of a book that i just published and i can't do shit about it but you know what i wouldn't even be fucking worried about it because the fact of the matter is is that if you gave 10 writers the same premise as general a premise as like lauren is complaining about and ask them to write a book those 10 books would probably be vastly different because they're going to be inflected with the experiences the skills the priorities of the writers that are focusing on that premise in fact that's probably an interesting idea for an anthology what i'm not going to write but the point being like there is nothing else going on here other than insecurity and there is certainly nothing even approaching legality or illegality when it comes to theft or copyright or anything like that too and if you're hearing all of this and you're worried about like people stealing ideas because obviously we all have that moment when we see something that feels strikingly similar to our own work like that's a very natural reaction you've got to sit back and you've got to actually ask yourself what the overlap is and if it's even worth entertaining because really it's just your own insecurity typically telling you that you're in jeopardy and insecurity can come from a lot of places and it can definitely come from a place of in this case like racism that's how i see that yeah i super agree with you and actually you just had something really really interesting which is that like we've all had that moment actually what lauren went through is like something very typical to like a new writer's experience especially Mm -hmm. being online or like learning about like book announcements like you will at one point or another see someone's idea and be like have that moment of like your heart stopping like oh my god this sounds just like my book and you'll panic and spiral and talk to everybody in your life about it but then you don't reach out on social media and like threaten to sue them like that is like a step too far um especially in the situation that doesn't warrant it like this is like a very normal like new writer rite of passage (laughs) i would Mm -hmm. say to Mm -hmm. feel insecure about someone steal like quote unquote stealing your idea or like having a similar idea as you and you having to rewrite your book or trunk it or whatever but like what you do with those very like raw feelings matters and like threatening legal action 
is probably not the right path, especially if you're trying to copyright the sun. I'm just putting just, it out there. I, raw is you're going to hear from Raw's lawyers. Yeah. Like, we have gods. We have gods that like are the sun. I don't understand how she thought that she was originating this. And it just gets goofier and goofier. And it's it, it and will continue to get goofy. So if you're not tuned into the situation, feel free to to tune in now. It's uh it's so stupid. But yeah, I would love if people could f- seek out Marvin and throw some shine yes. Marv's way. That's what I, we need to be I want doing. the outcome of this like to not just be funny jokes that sort of like poke fun at Lauren, but I would actually like to see Marv get a book deal because I just know that Lauren is going to pop like a pimple when yeah. she sees what the, what she's basically caused to happen through her own goofiness, clownery, and tomfoolery. I have so. a feeling she already has a book deal because she sort of hinted at news coming. Yeah, and if she already had representation too, like yeah. this is the kind of thing that would propel someone to the top of someone else's list yeah. too, because it's like flashy and grabby, and how exciting, you know? I, mm. I mean, I if I was an editor, I would absolutely prioritize something like yeah, I would pick it up. Wait, should speaking of picking it up, should we? <laughs> should we do wanna, you want to? Anyway, you want to get into Minaj's Shut up. Okay, fine. Oh I guess we talk about the fucking book. We actually introduced the chapter already and started talking about it, and then just like completely went sideways. Okay, so. yeah, be a big, big tangent, but I want. Let's get back to it. Okay, so Livia. So, as a reminder, where we left off, the girls were jumped. They jumped <laughs> off of a cliff, and now they're falling. And this is crazy to me. Livia goes, um, on the island, we never had trees with so many branches because they're hitting branches they're they're like landing in like the rigs like trees because remember the rig was on the room but floating beneath them mm-hmm. which i girl we were just with you in a whole scene that took place in a forest with many trees trees and branches enough that we couldn't even see you from above so suddenly she's like we've never had this many branches and i'm like just fucking Pick a description. I'm so confused. That was such a bad description, too. <laughs> yeah, like, I've never I'm seen so many s- branches in my life. <laughs> like, that's... Oh, it's such bad writing. Mm. But the pain lets them know they're alive as they land and they open their eyes. And both of them are completely fucking unscathed after jumping off of... By the way, I did ask people on Discord and then on Twitter, like, what's the survivable distance? And I got every single fucking answer in terms of, like, how far a human can fall before... They're definitely dead. Someone was like, well, I could fall one story. Someone was like, if I fall over. Someone else was like, I think 100 feet. And someone else told me that someone fell out of the sky without a parachute and landed in an anthill. And all the ants bit them. <laughs> and bit them so much that they caused their heart to pump adrenaline, which kept them alive long enough and they survived. And that's evidently oh the funniest story I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. You guys can't see me, but I'm like physically struggling. <laughs> so, so thank you, Discord, <laughs> for really coming through. Oh um, my God. All right. Well, we yeah, haven't so, gotten any experts. So, um... yeah, so far, so far, our main sources are a Ripley's Believe It or Not article. About... I mean, we famously have no smart listeners. So, like, I didn't <laughs> think we were going to. So. So the distance that these girls could have fallen is anywhere between one story and a hundred stories. But the point is, there are so many branches that they they both land. And they're both like, oof, but they're mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. There was 
the writing in this chapter felt like they I don't know if you noticed this but I was like did they bring in another ghostwriter and like change things around because it all of a sudden like the mm. syntax felt like very different like so Livia said um when I open my eyes I tell myself I will be somewhere other than Helix Island and then the line goes instead I'm staring into the eyes of Lex that sounds like a paraphrase like like not to bring up plagiarism again, but it sounds like someone was trying to like change the words around to write a paper and didn't want it to sound the same. And it just ended up sounding really awkward. I'm staring into the eyes of Lex. Why? Why? What is why is did, Lex dead? Why did you say it like that? She's well, she landed before her. Oh. She won. She won that. Whatever. Okay. So they, they both land. They're like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Durable Queens. <laughs> Girls yeah. made out of Teflon. They, are amazed at their fortune. L- Livia starts to laugh at the audacity of their escape. I'm like, same, me as well. I can't believe that that worked. But then, then they look up and there is a a young man staring down at them. Um, he's around their age. He's got like a bare muscular arms, which is unheard of because typically men in Indrithian society, they cover every inch of flesh. Even when they're fucking, basically. <laughs> they don't, that's not in the text. Um, even when engaging in vigorous leisure pastimes, that's they talking mean, about fucking. They mean badminton. Claire about No. <laughs> I can't. Oh my God. So do you think the condom is built into their pants? I don't want to talk about that part. Well, you brought it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Action reaction, babe. Welcome to Bitch City. <laughs> bitch um, Planet. Oh my bitch God. Planet. <laughs> don't well, fuck okay. it up. There's probably a city on Bitch Planet. It's, it's Gag Bitch- City oh. on Bitch Planet. <laughs> All right. Stop. I can't. If the barbs find us, we're finished. But Don't bring that. What do you mean if the barbs find us? We are the barbs. <laughs> and if they find us, we're and finished. And if we find ourselves. <laughs> oh, imagine. Anyways, so they. No, wait a minute. You can't. I, just a quick aside. I'm so sorry, yeah. <laughs> but I have been a barb since before Nikki had a CD out, I was listening. I was watching her DVDs, like on like these like compilations in the city. I was wearing straight bangs with curly hair because of her. That's dedication. Ah, uh, yes. Original. So an acolyte. Just in case anyone wants to come for my barb credentials, you can't. Mm. Your barb card. My barb card. Unrevocable. Okay, well, <laughs> thank you. So you're welcome. They they're looking up at this 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 man, and he. Oh God. Oh, okay. Just very uncomfortable. Please, please, everyone, give me some grace. Find some grace in yourselves <laughs> and summon it. I'm gonna need all of the grace I can get. Um, his shirt has in big block letters printed over it. Oh God, the word rigor. Like, he works on the rig. Mm. It's stamped across his chest. And he is, like, this, like, kind of, like, sassy, sexy man who, like, is a gar- a gardener? Like, a manual laborer mm-hmm. slash gardener. And gardeners in Indrithian society, we learn, are incredibly cocky. We'll get to that in a second. But, um... <laughs> But he's like, so Livia's like looking at him and considering him. Um, they're like ready to fight this man. Uh, Lex is going to like 
she's got her like fists ready. She's going to brawl with this guy who's like massive. Um, but Livia's like, no, like, I don't think he intends to harm us. She's showing him like manners uh, because she thinks that like there's a diplomatic way to like get out of the situation. That's that's her plan. She's going to try not to be vulgar about it. And this this man's name is <laughs> Hep. <laughs> H-E-P. Hep. I just every every line is worse than the last. <laughs> it's just such a mess. Something about this chapter was giving so much model land to me. Yeah. I Even think- the name Hep felt like familiar somehow. I don't know what it was, but like, I don't know. I there don't know. aren't many characters in this book. And mm-hmm. suddenly we're getting introduced to people kind of rapid fire. And it's feeling model land because it's all these people who come in and they're like, hey, I'm Hep the gardener. I, as you know, garden. And there are gardens and in, like there are orchards here. Like that's what, oh, by the way, he's, he's taking care of the orchard. Like that's, that's what the rig has on top of it. It's like an yeah. orchard because they grow food, I guess. Although, I mean, okay, wait. So there, I have so many questions about mm, this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, So he's like, I'm, I'm part of the garden crew. Um, And they look around and he's like, yeah, like they're, ex- Livia's basically explaining that like, yeah, like. There are trees everywhere, but, like, the gardeners are the ones that, like, bring them to, like, fruit-bearing, like, yada, yada, yada. But I'm like, are they synth trees or not? Even if they're synth trees. So, like, are they – because back on the island, on Helix Island, they could program the season of the tree. Like, they could say, like, it's fall, it's winter, it's going to – there's going to be an apple. But here we have, like, a guard. So is he, like, a programmer or, like, a guard? Like, what are trees? It's I'm very about- confusing, yeah. And there's dirt – there isn't, like – there's dirt. Dirt yeah. and something pulled out of the ground, like grown bike. Oh, God, that was crazy. Yeah, so he's, like, looking at the girls and how <laughs> no one's going to guess how this goes. Yeah. Lex is wheezing because, again, she doesn't. she's having, like, altitude sickness. And he's like, oh, I can see that you're wheezing because of altitude sickness. I got you. And he pulls orange roots out of the ground. He pulls carrots out of the ground. And he goes, here, eat these. And they're like altitude carrots that help her solve her altitude. They're full of oxygen. Yeah, it's very confusing. It's almost like we're being told that nothing grows, but things are growing. They're just neon. Yes, right. Like things are growing. They're like genetically altered. I think that's what they're going for. They're going for like GMO core, right? Mm -hmm. It's very GMO coded. Mm -hmm. Like someone had to like alter these. But if it's like an orchard and there's still guard, like this this is what an actual orchard does. Sorry, I don't want to start a political debate but if anyone's like against gmos you should look at the history of like how humans have cultivated strains of plants for literally since like agriculture started because we've always genetically modified the things that we eat albeit it's quite different nowadays but this is not altogether that different than like like i'm i'm so confused about like how this world works and how synth things tend to work i agree with you where i've landed is that like these things are like the things that we have they're just kind of artificial and like they're coloring and like what they can do so he get he gives them carrots to like help them deal with like the altitude sickness yeah and lex is an ungrateful bitch because she's like <laughs> this isn't some tea party listen you okay die then like he's trying to help you breathe and the more i read the more i feel like Lex is a Republican. Like, she just doesn't want oh. anyone to help her. She wants to pull herself up by her own bootstraps, even yeah. if that means not breathing. Libertarian. Also, there is, um, Livia's like being kind to him. Mm-hmm. And she says, I love this part. I send Lex a knowing glance. These, I silently tell her, are referred to as manners. Oh. Fucking cleared. Yeah. She, 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 
I love I love the idea of like a single look being able to convey that. Like she really was like, let me show you how it's done. I'm confused for a lot of like this conversation as well as like the fact that like the the carrots are like neon green. Mm. Um, Lex though she has she has the answer. She goes, oh boosters. Boosters are the drugs that they were like her and Kane were taking that like allowed them to get like loopy mm-hmm. loopy scoopy. Um, so I guess that's the explanation. The carrots are full of like boosted vitamins yeah. and drugs. I just oh my god wait okay mm-hmm. <laughs> that and then that they eat the carrots. Everyone feels better. They're like brushing the dirt off, and then Hep takes out a little, a small bottle full of capsules, and he's like, "I dried and powdered them too. It's a nice blend." He gives them the pills, so he just made them eat dirt for nothing. Yeah, like he had pills in his pocket the this entire whole time. time. <laughs> but he was like, he was like, "You, you idiots are gonna eat some dirty carrots. You should eat these. You need the dirt." I mean, I'm glad because like maybe Lex needs to eat a little bit of dirt. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shit. We're, we're coming up against the Roomba theory again. Like, they were delivered onto the rig. Now this guy is giving them, like, the precise thing that they need, that Lex needs to be able to breathe. I'm sure that vial is going to be useful in the future, which, which you know, it, that's how a book works. Like, you get things as you go along. It's like a mission. But, like, you have to usually work for those things. And it's they just fell. like... Yeah, they, they fell. fell. Right, right on top of hep. And they <laughs> fell after finding a rig conveniently right below them in the place that they needed to be at the same time that they needed to be like everything's too convenient they're being handed everything that they need no urgency like they were being chased by literal hovercrafts a second ago which presumably saw them jump off Mm -hmm. and now they're just like hanging out in the forest like what what's happening with the hovercraft i don't know we'll see but okay so the other thing that god where is it I, I don't know where it is, but remember, like, there's that part where, um, oh, okay, Hep's like, who are you running from? And they're like, the PCF. <laughs> and Hep goes, this is the fight that we've been waiting for. Uh, <laughs> what? I just, like, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? Like, what is going on? He doesn't know these girls. He doesn't know what's going on. What if they killed a baby? What if they're not barbs? What if they're not barbs? What if yeah. they never had straight bangs and curly hair? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of questions over the air. But I love the world that Hep lives in where two girls literally falling out of the sky unscathed is the exact sign that he's been looking for, that it's time to start the revolution. And he he's like, come with me. Let's go. And so they, they he leads them away to a, a, a bulky man named Durley who also has a rigor like stamped across mm-hmm. his, his chest. But he has also added a little a little fun phrase to it. His says, I'm a rigger, mine is bigger, which uh, is a shirt that uh, I would like to put into production immediately. <laughs> yeah, but not for you to wear. No, but it's funny um, <laughs> and it's so weird. Um, but these are like, they're basically like, these are like coarse construction blue collar people. Like that's what we're, yeah. we're getting. Um, mm-hmm. Even though they're like literally like botanists because one of them's a gardener. They call but- them like artists too like yeah the gardeners are supposed to be like the architects of this world so yeah. an artist and a ruffian is a line previously in the text that which... is that is that should be your t-shirt that's funny my new twitter bio uh and so okay so uh, the the conversation with Durley is so confusing but basically hep's like look like i found women and he's like these aren't like the women on the rigs like the women on the rigs are fucking ugly but these are hot women like where'd you get these hot girls 
seriously. I was like, what the fuck? It, like, have some respect for them. Rig, I know. Rig gals. Rig gals. Yeah. Rig gals. Well, you know, they probably don't want to fucking touch you either because you hand them dirty carrots. No one wants your fucking dirty care. Anyways, Hep is like the PCFs after them. And Durley's like, I'll kill them. Just immediately. The girls are like, oh my God, he's going to kill us. Obviously, there's some sort of there's some sort of power struggle going on with like the rigs and the PCFs. I don't know what the rigs are. We still don't know what the rigs are. That's like a this, big missing piece. Yeah, this would be so much more impactful if we A, knew what rigs were. <laughs> and B, if this like rivalry like... Yeah was told to us at some point before because then yeah. it was like then if they found the rig and they were like oh my god if there's if there are riggers on there they might help us fight the pcf they're sympathetic right, right. But, and, and it would show like at least a little bit of sort of like uh, like action in terms of like the girls not just jumping onto this like n- unknown place to escape but like with purpose right and with agency is the word I was looking for. Totally. And it's not as though these girls don't have any of this information because they keep sort of sprinkling in moments of they're like, oh, I've heard about the rigs. Like, for instance, um, when the a PCF craft swoops in, by the way, that's the next thing that happens and like starts to sort of shake the rig with its tailwind. I don't fucking know how planes work, but <laughs> she Lex or sorry, Livia goes. I've read of rigs destabilizing. So she, so she's absorbed information about rigs. Like there's mm. not a ton in here that feels like it's new information to her. She just has withheld it from us until the moment that it was like pertinent to what they're going through. But what it feels like is a third world butting up against the two worlds that these girls represent. Mm-hmm. We have the air world and we have the underground world. But now there seems to be an entire society between them that we're now also having to accommodate. And the fact of the matter is, is that we should know enough about this that it feels fun. To kind of learn these things, to yes. meet these people that we've heard about, and instead it feels like homework, and it also doesn't make any sense. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just, it's a, model land. It's just like a a pacing problem, yeah. but also like like too much information problem, like way too much like front loading in the beginning of this book with information that I don't actually think was like all I that think, important, yeah. like building on the lore of these girls in this way that like felt very bloated. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like all of this actual important information that would make a scene really sing. We didn't have time to put that in because we were too busy watching Lex like argue with someone as a toddler. So <laughs> yes, right. Like what, when's that coming back up? But yeah, I I totally totally agree. And this, by the way, brings us to the very end of the chapter, which is Hep being like, "Follow me," like which. They're in, uh, they're in no position to argue against. And that's how the chapter ends. Uh, I mean, do you have, do you have a rose and a thorn? Uh, do I have a rose and a thorn? I don't, I don't know that I do. I mean, like, I guess a rose, if I could find one, if I could seek the rose out among the brambles, is that I do like that we're getting into the world. It's mm-hmm. nice that we're off these fucking islands in, like, the underground facility. And, like, we're, like, in the actual world. Like, it feels like there's a, a larger story that's starting to be told with, like, the rigs and the people upon them and things like that, too. Um, I think my thorn is... I don't know. I can't think of like one specific thing that I didn't like. I was giggling for a lot of this chapter. I will say that there's a marked difference in the writing that I would clock as an actual flaw in like the editing of the book. But I'm so far from declaring that as like a thorn because 
once I start to kind of nitpick the writing, like we're never going to stop. So yeah, I, for my own sake and my own health, I am abstaining from the four. <laughs> what about you? Um, I'm going to say my rose is that like I'm starting to actually not hate Livia. And I think it's because like Lex is just so fucking awful all the time Ooh. that like it is making me like Livia's like, why are you being such a rude? Like, stop being fucking rude as their sister famously said once. Like, don't be fucking rude. It's like she's just so rude for no reason. Like he's trying to help. And like for better or for worse, like Livia's like social training has kicked in and she's just mm-hmm. like a lot less of a jerk. Right. Totally. I also like not to like have two roses, but like what you said about them being in the world also really spoke to me because mm. I just felt like we were reading a book where it was like two girls in like different sets that were like a room like and like <laughs> we just watch people like come in and out of those sets. But like there was like no interaction with like other people or their worlds. Like this is the first time that it feels like a little bit more alive. Um, and I don't know if it's that that's because of Durley and Hep. Um, they are like a little bit more fun. If, even if they have the most unfortunate uh, job titles um, <laughs> made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'll say it again. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I would have to definitely strongly agree with you there. Um, and then for my thorn, I mean, this is not anything new, but just like the lack of work that it takes for them to get what they want. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we're being told that these girls and are exceptional in all of these different ways. They have all of these like really cool powers to read minds and emotions and fighters. And yet they're still handed every single advantage in the book. And we don't see them actually fighting for something like them jumping is not work. (laughs) No. Giving yourself up to gravity as a last resort. Oh God. I just, I totally, totally agree. The passivity is really astounding. It's it's actually killing me. I think that how <laughs> I would have done this differently is I would have, first of all, rewritten re- the whole first part of the book so that this made sense. But talking about the scene in isolation, I would have yeah. had them jump and had them engage in a fight immediately. Like, because, like, first of all, Lex is looks like or is dressed like some sort of fighter so how don't how does uh hep no she's not uh pcf because she's hot like i would have had him immediately like fight her and i would have had lex and livia fight together yeah against this guy and then sort of like figure out during this fight like he's actually not bad he just thinks we are and like then move on to sort of like him helping them that's wait brilliant yes okay what about this Mm -hmm. so expanding upon what you just proposed they have to get off the island i don't want them just jumping because that feels so lazy and stupid and like way too risky to even consider to me i instead like the idea of them like hijacking one of the pcf planes some sort of brawl happens on it and in the struggle even though they're flying away like the they they neutralize the pcf fighters but they lose control of the plane and it crashes into a rig that's way better the piece the the rig people come out and they've got like their makeshift weapons they've got their their carrots you know they're ready to go to basically like say like we're not gonna let the pcf like this is the last time you treat us this way like you know the war starts now and they take them into captivity, mistaking them for PCF and the girls have to like explain their way out of it. But in doing so, they sort of stumble into 
this tension, right, that apparently has been building for a long time. Way better. I really, really like that. I, I think that would have been so much more dynamic and fun to read. And just it makes me really sad because like <laughs> it's like a wasted premise, right? Like wasted, wasted potential. <laughs> you know what we need? We need, you know what this book badly needs? Some solar powers. I think that we need some sun well, powers here. <laughs> let me just call my lawyer and see if that's yeah. okay. I think the patent's pending mm-hmm. on the solar powered girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, well, hey girls, you've reached the end of the episode. I'm glad that we fixed it. Thank God. <laughs> another another week fixing this book. But uh, if you're enjoying the Bad Author Book Club, we encourage you to seek us out wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a rating. Let people know. Share the wealth. Bring them into the fold. And follow us on social media. You can find all the links for that in our show notes. If you'd like to follow me specifically, Ryan, you can find all of my socials in the show notes. I am at the Ryan LaSala on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you want to follow me, Clarabelle, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega on TikTok, Instagram, threads, and only on Twitter if there's like funny publishing drama to drop like one joke and then I leave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So follow along. Oh, God. Okay. Hot Queens, we love you. We'll see you in Discord. The link for that is in our show notes as well. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to hear your roses, your thorns. Let a hoe know. Dot com, and now it is time for us to blast off to Bitch, bitch Planet. Planet! <laughs> <laughs> Insert like rocket sound here. Actually, I don't even know how to. Okay, I'm gonna make the rocket sound myself. That was so good. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> good night. <laughs> Good morning, campers. <laughs> if if we ran a camp, oh my gosh, everyone would die. <laughs> but like, or your money back guaranteed, guaranteed, like including <laughs> us, like we <we'd> ghosts. <laughs> That's kind of fun, though. I mean, yeah, even... ghost camp. G- ghost camp.